Now, it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Your host, Teresa E. Keeves, is a professional mediator, here to educate, inform, enlighten, and inspire everyone about the great benefits in the process of professional mediation to resolve conflicts, disagreements, and disputes relating to business or personal matters. Now, here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Good morning, good morning to all of my great listeners out there. How are you all doing? This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Put It All on the Table through Mediation, and I am broadcasting on the GreatTalkZone.com Internet Radio. You know, I miss you all out there. You know, I miss talking with you. I know it's only been a couple of weeks, but nevertheless, I miss you guys out there. So, you know, and then my, my, um, engineer is back. Shout out to Dave. Yay. So, um, first question, um, how are you guys out there? And just how are you doing? I know that you're doing just great. I can hear you just saying it real loud. I'm great, Teresa. Okay. Okay. And I'm certain should you have come across anything that was perplexing on your life, I'm sure you handled it swiftly with dignity and grace. Now, this is another beautiful day that God has given me, and I am rejoicing in it. So rejoice with me, guys. Now, look, you all, the weather here has cooled down a bit. And remember, I told you all before that we here in Arizona will take a few degree drop. We don't care if it's 116 and it drops down to 113. We're good. We're good. Okay. For example, we will be seeing a high today of 100 degrees with rain in the forecast because I guess this is monsoon. Seems to me that the monsoon comes like five or six times during the year. I don't know. So anyway, that's a good thing because we're getting some rain. We need the rain as we are in the desert and it can be dry as heck, you know. So I say bring on the rain. Okay. Listen, I got a story for you all out there. You know, there's this highway here called Highway 17. And, you know, there's an old part and a new part. It's just like Highway 202. We have the old part and we have a new part. So all of you who reside here in Arizona know what I'm talking about. Anyway, it flooded in the old part of the Highway 17 on Tuesday of this week. Now, some of you, my listeners, may have seen this news coverage um, as this as this flood was was going on. OK, I just want to know. What were the designers thinking as they initially designed this highway? OK, it's a needed highway and it runs north and south, I'm told. Um, but, you know, really. OK, so so listen, this is what happened. This highway is well traveled and it runs, like I said, north and south. Now, the um, designers of this highway installed pumps that would turn on when the rainwater would reach a certain level. Well, you know, that happened on Tuesday. So the pumps were running, you know, and, you know, so the pumps stopped running. And so, therefore, the highway flooded. You know, you're talking about a traffic jam. OMG. Cars were stopped, listeners backed up for miles as it was flooded and some cars um, were stopped under the viaduct, you know, on the highway, and it was a mess. I wish they would redesign this highway, guys, you know, so this can stop happening. You know, it's just, it's, it's just really, come on, this is 2016. Pumps, all right. Okay, the title of my talk today is, This is a Great Time to Be Living, because it is. Listen, we are hearing so much negative talk, guys, in our world today. I feel that we need to be enlightened with some positive news and talk because, as I stated in my last broadcast, it don't have to be this way with all the contentious, you know, this and the behavior and the racism and the hatred and all of that. We can be better than the craziness that has seemingly taken a good hold of our beautiful world. Now, we can loosen the devil's grip and move on into a life filled with happiness and joy. Now, having said that, 
Is every day of your life going to be filled with happiness and joy? No, because we still will encounter obstacles, trying times, trying people, and maybe even the unfortunate of sickness with ourselves or a loved one that may set us back for a little bit. You know, all of the things I just said are a given, and I'm sure you know that. However, what I am saying is, believe it or not, obstacles help us grow, guys. I am sure you all know that, and for those of you who didn't, you just heard it, okay? So what I am saying is that every day of your life, do not have to be filled with contentious behavior. Our souls are supposed to be light, flowing like a feather. We're supposed to be learning and growing, you know, and it's a great thing that comes out of obstacles that we face, trying people, trying times. As Reverend Schuler of the Crystal Cathedral said on his television program years ago, as I was going through some tough times, he said, tough times never last, but tough people do. Now, that statement is one of the things that has helped me and continue to help me move along when I, you know, like seem to be become sad or troubled or going through something. As I was giving over, getting over a hurdle in my life, you know, this came on with this great man on television. And I, and I just loved him ever since I even went and visited the Crystal Cathedral a few times and particularly when I moved to California later on. Now I'm telling you, this is what you do. You know, I embrace the trouble, for example. You know, how do you get over it? Embrace it for what I want to learn. Why am I, why am I engaged with this? You know, why is this happening to me? And ask myself what part or parts did I play in it, whether it was small or large, to bring this encounter into my life. Pray, listeners. Listen, listeners. Learn, listeners, and grow. It's a beautiful thing. Trust me. All right. So having said that, let's talk about things that are happening um, in mediation that is going to make good conversation. And we're going to be talking about good things in general that's happening in our, in our uh, world, particularly in our nation. And we're going to be discussing this with the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell. And, you know, time permitting, we're going to, you know, maybe even try to throw in a few more things. But I'm sure you guys know I'm going to talk about a couple of things before I bring my wonderful guest on. I just want to ask you, I'm sure that, you know, you all are familiar with this Pokemon Go craze, right? Well, here's a story that you that's being reported on AP, and it says, at the Pokemon Go players knocked on his door, man files for suit. The article says a New Jersey man is going to federal court to keep Pokemon Go players off his lawn. Jeffrey Martyr of West Orange says strangers began lingering outside of his home after the popular game was released last month. At least five people, he says, knocked on his door and get this and asked to get into his backyard to catch a Pokemon placed their, you know, let's place their virtual game, you know, virtually by the game according to a lawsuit that was filed Friday in federal court in California. Now, the suit against game makers Niactic Incorporation, Nintendo Company, and the Pokemon Company seeks class action status for others who have had Pokemon stops and gym placed on their property. Now, the lawsuit says the defendants have shown a flagrant disregard for the foreseeable consequences of populating the real world with virtual Pokemon without seeking the permission of property owners. This is not right, listeners. Spokespeople for the companies weren't immediately available to comment on the suit. J.C. Smith, the Pokemon's customer consumer marketing director, told the Associated Press last week that the company is updating the augmented reality game, so it remains fun for players but respects the real world. Really? Um, you're supposed to be smart people. Should you not have thought of this initially? The location-aware game provides virtual awards for players who visit real sites designated as Pokestops. 
okay, in the game. Several locations such as the Hiroshima Peace Memorial Park in Japan and the Arlington National Cemetery in Washington, D.C. have asked to be removed from Pokemon Go. Now, Niantic offers an online form to request exclusions, but changes to the game are not automatically. Really? Really? That's what I'm going to say, really? You're going to tell me it's not automatic? It should be automatic. I mean, come on, these are places that, you know, should be, (coughs) excuse me, highly respected all the time, along with individuals' property and maybe other businesses that don't want you playing that game in front of their store. It should be automatic. Okay, so I hope this guy does well in court. All right, it is shout-out time. Now, I want to give a shout-out to the um, Academy of Motion Pictures and Arts. All right? Now, it says, it's reported on AP, says that the leadership of the Academy of Motion Pictures and, and Sciences has re-elected as its president a film marketing executive who has pushed for greater diversity within the organization. The Academy announced Tuesday night that Cheryl Boone Isaacs has been re-elected to lead the organization that dis- that bestows the Academy Awards to another one-year term. Boone Isaacs has led efforts to increase diversity within the Academy's membership, especially in the wake of two years of all-white acting act Oscars nominees that sparked the hashtag Oscars so white backlash against the ceremony. Okay, the academy the academy recently invited 683 new members to join. 46% of the prospective members were female and 41% from minority groups. That is a good thing, a good thing. And I also want to give a shout out to the crew of the Emirates airliner that crash landed recently. The International Business Times reports that Emirates Airlines is under scrutiny after one of its planes, which was a Boeing 777, carrying nearly 300 people, were forced to crash land at Dubai International Airport on Wednesday. At about 12.45 p.m. local time, Emirates Airline Flight 521, which had departed from Thiruvananthapuram, India, hours earlier, crash-landed and burst into flames in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. The airlines confirmed that 300, I'm sorry, 282 passengers and 18 crew members on board escaped from the burning fuselage and were evacuated safely, listeners. The incident resulted in at least a four-hour delay for the airline's network, and the airline said its chief concern was safety and well-being of all involved. Well, this is what I'm going to say about that. My hats are off to the crew hats. All the hats I have are off to the crew members because it was also reported on CBS um, yesterday morning that they that, you know, the airline crew is trained to evacuate, um, you know, this this type of airline in a situation like this in 90 seconds, guys. And they did it. They did it. Okay. now my last shout out. I want to give a shout out to my friend Richard Baginski, who lives here in the valley. He telephoned me yesterday to tell me that his mother, who I have met and knew, transitioned this last Monday. My heart went out to him as he was as he called me to advise me of this news. And um, he's very sad. And I, you know, in my heart, as I say, go out for to him. And I'm very sad that he's going through a tough time right now. He says that she was uh, here for 89 short years, and um, and my friend said she was a good mother and she had a good life. He says that she is now with his dad, and they are once again together and happy and having fun. So I want to say on behalf of myself, my husband Brian, Tierra and Paris, our condolences to you and your family. Okay, let's bring on the world's best mental health therapist, His name is Reginald C. Campbell. He is a frequent guest on my show, and I just love having him here on the show. Um, He has been in his specialty for almost 30 years now. He is fantastic in what he does in helping and assisting individuals who are seeking help for their mental um, illness. 
I want to say good morning to Reginald. And how are you, Reginald? And welcome to my show. Good morning. Good to be here as usual. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's going to be cooler. That that makes it even beautiful, (laughs) more beautiful, right? And and uh, yeah, and you know, I don't know about you, but over here it's um it's it's cloudy. You know, the sun isn't out yet, but you know, the sun will come out. It'll Mm -hmm. it'll it'll be out there, you know. But uh, you know, we are in what they say the monsoon, so you know that's that's fine. That that's that's all good. Okay. Yeah, are you ready to rock and roll? Let's go. Okay, as the topic of my show this morning, Reginald, is it is a great time to be living, and great things are happening, you know, in this world. Now, the media plays a good part in not, you know, reporting it, particularly on the mainstream media, as they want the populace to think what they report is all there is. Not true, listeners. So, you know, um, there is, you know, much good is happening in our world, Reginald. You and I, you and I know this, you know, and I thought I would start our talk discussing some of these good things that are happening in our world today. Okay. So, um, you know, because I don't want people thinking, you know, like, oh my God, you know, this contentious behavior going on in our political system and then this is how it's going to be, you know, and bad things after another, you know, husbands shooting wives, wives shooting husbands, kids doing crazy things. Trust me, there are great things that are, that are going on and great people, um, um, in this world. For example, um, it was reported, um, on, uh, Sunny Skies last April. That Gravity Payments CEO Dan Price Reginald rose to prominence when he decided to raise the minimum wage for his companies. Get this, guys, and Reginald, 120 some employees to 70,000 a year. How fabulous is that? He also pledged to cut his own pay from 1.1 million to 70,000 a year. A year later, the employees turned the tables on on um Mr. Price, okay? And they gave him a taste of his own medicine. They all pitched in and bought Dan his dream, which is a Tesla. Okay? I think that is a fabulous story. You see what I'm saying? Good begates good. Good begates yeah. good. It, you know, it don't have to be about greed. You know, you're getting your, you know, your, your 20 million, um, uh, uh, end of the year bonuses. Uh, can we say the pharmaceutical companies, Aetna, who's no longer, uh, being affiliate, affiliated with Obamacare? Shame on you. So, you know, um, I'm just saying, this is a great story. What do you think, Reginald? That's, that's great because, um, uh, you know, when you when you're good to your employees, and then just just use that story. If you when you're good to your employees, it gives them incentive to to work hard and to be productive and know that you care about them. And um, you know, obviously this 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 guy cares about his employees. He uh, sounds like the, the the Bill Gates of the world. Uh, that that uh, you know kind of thing Bill Gates does and has done for his employees. And mm-hmm. um, and I think it's I, I think it's great because there's there's enough for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. we, and, and there's heaven knows there's nothing wrong with with money and having money and having things. God wants us to have these things. That's why He put them here on this earth and put people here to develop these things on on this earth. Uh, but you know when you have enough money where you cannot spend all of it in. 20 lifetimes, 30 lifetimes, it, it, it borders on greed, you know, mm-hmm. and, and when you have everything that you have, that you need and your children need, or if you have grandchildren, what they need and their grandchildren need, then what else can you do? What, what else should you be doing for the betterment of, of society? And, and that sounds like what this gentleman has done and my hat's off to him. Mhm absolutely absolutely okay let's get to our next good news story Reginald 
listen, you know, on 910 here in the valley, there is going to be a stop the violence peace walk. Now, Reginald, this uh, is is um, organized by our cousin Joel Humphrey here um, in the valley in the valley. So for all of you who who um, live here in the valley, um, it's going to start at 4801 South 20th Street in Phoenix. So I want you to, you know, to to check that out, you know, because it's, it's, it's a great thing. You know, my hats, my hats are off to, um, you know, to my cousin for, you know, organizing um, these these type of things every year. Um, to, to, uh, to get the, to do his best to get the games, gangs to come to peace and stop all the violence and, and, um, you know, killing one another. He, he really has done a phenomenal job on this. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Yeah. Is this, uh, is this on a Saturday uh, that this is being held? I, I, I think it is on a Saturday. I'm not actually sure. Um, but I know that, um, his daughter, Durana, Who's very much um, engaged in this too? She uh, sent me information, and um, I didn't go and check the I didn't go and check the date, but I do know that it is on. Um, uh, it's, it's the tenth of September. Okay, so as I said, you guys can Google it for more information um, if you would like to, you know, participate in this. And then, Reginald, as I find out more information about it. Um, I will report it, you know, on my program, and also I'll, I'll also tell you as well. Okay. Yeah, okay. Said, I'm looking at the calendar, and that is a Saturday, September 10th. So that's, that's great. great. Um, I definitely will be participating in that. I would like to participate in that. That's something that's something that's needed. That's oh, great. absolutely. You better you better believe it, and it just shows that you know if you can um, come together. You know, with this one day of peace, you know, uh, uh, with the gangs and, and so forth and, and so on, this means that you could do it for more than a day. This means that you could do it for a lifetime if you wanted to. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Yeah, it, it's a start. We always have, you know, the, the first the Chinese proverb that says the, the first thousand mile journey begins with the first step. And, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what we need to do, you know. Uh, Absolutely. You know, what what can grow from that? You don't know who lives can be changed from that. Um, so I I think that's great. That's that is yeah. fantastic. I'm, I'm I'm excited. Yeah. So am I. You know. And and I have attended his peace fest um, that he has had on South Mountain. I think I've talked about that a little bit on my show. Um, uh, you know about the peace fest that he organized every year. Um, he did not mm-hmm. do a peace fest this year, so in lieu of this March, he was anticipating this March. So I I, I say it's 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 a fabulous thing. So you know we're coming up coming up upon a break here, but I do want my next um um uh, good good news for you guys. The original is about rival gangs, Crips, Bloods, and SA declared peace. In Los Angeles. Now, this was reported on Good News Network on August the 2nd, 2016. This isn't anything that happened a long time ago. So we're going to break right now. I ask you to get up and stretch, have some coffee and tea and come back with me. Hi, listeners. This is Teresa E. Keeves, and I want to talk to you about bullying. Do you know that bullying is still a constant negative in our society, not only for children in grammar schools and high schools, but also in our colleges, university, and workplaces? I want you to know that professional mediation is a great method for resolving issues regarding bullying. It also allows party members to engage in a much-needed conversation to clarify what the issues are and to resolve them without the involvement of law enforcement and in relation to our children, the possibility of school suspension. Need more information? Please give me a call at 623-594-5657 or visit my website at www.tekmediations.com. Now it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you for returning back with me and my guest, the world's Best health, mental health therapist, Rachel C. Campbell. And the topic of our show today is this 
is a great time to be living. It is. It's a great time to be living. Don't think about it, it, that it's not because it is. Okay, before we took break, um, I read a um, a topic for the next discussion, which is rival gang Crips, Bloods, and S's declared peace in Los Angeles. Now, this is um, uh, was posted um, on Good News Network, and um, this article is written by Bobby Rodrigo. He said that some 2,500 responded to his invitation by arriving at the summit. The message was carried throughout the community by announcements on 92.3 FM Rio by radio host Big Boy, flyers put out by scores of community groups and churches and word of mouth. So Reginald, he was made as rival Southern California gang leaders met at the Church of Scientology Community Center in South Los Angeles, July 17, to discuss to discuss the dangers that are in the streets. Now, famous rappers and actors like The Game ignited it with his Instagram uh, invitation. Snoop Dogg and the Honorable Louis Farrakhan were also there. So they called on all the Crips, the Bloods, and the SS, you know, to have conversation among themselves about the, you know, the influence that they're doing Mm -hmm. on the youth, you know, and to have some responsibility, you know. You know, he wanted to get them all together um, and converse about how better, uh, you know, they could serve as role models. Because unfortunately, you know, in some neighborhoods, you know, these children are looking at these gang members as role models, you know. So, uh, as I said before, 2,500 people responded to this invitation. That was fa- that was fabulous. And the game was joined by Will I Am, Big Boy, Rapper, The Problem, Nation M, Islam, uh, Minister, uh, Tony Muhammad, he organized the event in Los, you know, along with the Los Angeles mayor, Eric, um, Garcetti, police chief Charles Beck, and religious leaders of diverse denominations was there. Now, Reginald, it was a gathering of rival gang members, cops, gang interventionists, and the families and friends of gang victims. Yet through the entire afternoon, not a single act of violence took place. Now, the next step is a strategy session. Was well, a strategy, strategy, strategy session, excuse me, and conflict resolution workshop. And it was scheduled for July 21st at the Scientology Community Center as well. Now, founders of the Detours Gang Intervention Organization, Reverend Benny Taco Owen said, I've never seen a crowd like this unless I was in prison or a chow hall. I see a lot of faces that I've never seen come together like this before. He says that this is very, very critical moment in our city and in our lives. Now, in a graphic example of change, a blood and crip took off their red and blue T-shirts, Reginald, and handed them to each other and embraced in friendship. Now, last year in the city of Los Angeles, listeners, you should know that almost a thousand people were shot. Almost 300 of them died. Um, which, you know, begins the police chief who pointed out that 80 percent of the victims and 80 percent of the shooters were men of color. OK. And he says we have to be more positive. We have to stop killing one another. Now, this is something that I said in my last show, you know, less in the what if world. Why don't we just stop killing one another? Let's unite. Let's make a difference. Let's be the change, you know. So it has been proven over and over again, Reginald, with our peace rides over the past four years that our peacemakers, you know, the way to happen booklets and the million man march pledge bring down crime when they are dis- distributed in great volume throughout this city. OK, now, Mrs. Stokes, who is affiliated with this program, announced that this event will be the first of weekly conflict resolution workshops at community centers. We will make our city a safer place for our families and for our children. So, Reginald, you see conflict resolution is working. You know, it's better than, you know, arrest, litigation, and jail time. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, um, you know, so so don't tell me that conversation does not work. Uh, That's right. Communication is a wonderful thing, I um, I, I was speaking with um, uh, someone a few days ago uh, uh, through, through a session um, at, 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 at she was a family, and and my t- 
topic was respect slash communication. And when there's mm-hmm. that lack of communication, um, you know, there's that lack of respect because you haven't communicated with that person or those that person or those people uh, to get to know them and, and to get to uh, respect them and respect just who they are as, as human beings and 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 the difference is being different is great. There's nothing wrong with with being different. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a wonderful Absolutely. thing. That's how, that's how that's how God made it. That's how God made us. So uh, you know, embrace the difference and 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 I I, I appreciate that. Someone who has worked with gangs for years, uh, when I worked in Chicago. I think that's a wonderful thing. I know uh, uh, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has been uh, involved in these things in Chicago for for quite a few years. So, so my hats off to that, and and it's time. It actually is past time, but I'm glad that things are you know that people see the importance of of doing this and and seeing that the uh, you know having the positive results. So we need to keep that up. Absolutely. And we need we need this. And it's particularly, you know, Los Angeles um, is one of the you know largest uh, uh, cities, you know, that has had, you know, a gang issue for years. And um, I, I, I'm hoping I haven't heard anything in all of my research and and, and talking on the phone and calling people. I haven't heard, um, you know, cities like Chicago um, or Philadelphia with the program that that that, you know, that has been. Uh, started like uh, here in Los Angeles. So if any of you guys are out there listening in Chicago and and Philadelphia and other cities that are having uh, gang issues, um, you know, take a take a take a look. Google these these uh, individuals and model and model a program after this because we can stop the violence. We can stop the hate because, as I said before, it does it does not it don't have to be like that. Okay, we don't have to be like this now. Let's move on to our next good news story, Reginald. And it says the men and women who have fought for this nation should not have to fight to keep a roof over their head. I think that's fabulous. I think it's I I think it's great. See, on a given night in January, I'm sorry. um, I'm sorry. He says on a given night in January, there were fewer than 40,000 homeless veterans six years prior. The success was due to the White House first ever strategic plan to end veteran homelessness and a unique partnership between HUD and the Department of Veteran Affairs. Through the collaboration, HUD provides rental assistance to homeless veterans and the VA complements it with case management and clinical service. That's a beautiful thing, Reginald and my listeners. So now it says that since 2010, more than 360,000 veterans and their families have been permanently housed rapidly rehoused or were spared from becoming homeless through HUD and VA programs. Now, you all should know, if you didn't know, I'm educating you because this is one of the things that I do on my program. In 2014, President Obama um, launched the Mayor's Challenge to End Veteran Homelessness, which tasked mayors across the U.S. to commit to wiping out the issue in their cities. Since then, 27 communities and two states have effectively ended veteran homelessness, according to HUD. All right. So now if you want to fact check that, be my guest. But while the number of homeless veterans, Reginald, is steadily dropping, we still have this issue of the general homelessness has dropped only incrementally, this report is saying. And while the Obama administration originally pledged to end chronic homelessness this year, it decided to push back the deadline to 2017 due to budget constraints. And that's a whole nother topic. Okay, now it says we have an absolute duty to ensure those who won our nation's who's worn our nation's uniform have a place to call home, says HUD Secretary Julian Castro. While we've made remarkable progress toward ending veteran homelessness, we still have work to do to make certain we answer the call of our veterans just as they answered the call to our nations. And mucho shout out to the First Lady Michelle Obama for all of her work alongside Dr. Uh, Jill Biden, as I know that they worked together 
in this, you know, to to end this homelessness of veterans that's in our in our country, Reginald? That's that's good. And um, actually, Mr. Castro was on my short list of uh, uh, for people for Hillary to uh, pick as a running mate. I mean, who she picked, and Mr. Castro was one of the people on, on my short list. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that's fantastic. There's, um, you know, the, the, the men and women who have worn our, our uniforms uh, deserve any and all assistance that that we can provide for them. Um, and so I'm glad this is happening. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, you, you know, you, you're right there. I, I can talk for another day about budget restraints and budget cuts and things like that and, and, and why it is doing that. But, uh, you know, I'm glad this is, this is happening. Um, um, our, our veterans again deserve any and all assistance that that they need and that they deserve, and so mm-hmm. it's great. I'm pleased to hear something like that. Oh, absolutely! You know, and as I said, people, um, you know, you hear a lot of things, particularly you know from the you know Republican Party that you know our veterans aren't being helped and. And, and, and nothing's being done for them. And I want to help our veterans. And what are you going to do? Continue what the Obama administration started. Okay. Because they're the ones who piloted this program. And, and if you don't believe that, you can fact check that too. And, um, but, but as I said, there's no need to paint this doom and gloom like nothing great is happening in our country, particularly as what we are discussing, our veterans who did step up to it to protect us. In times of war and any other um, uh, dark thing that thought it was going to engage on this country, and as they should be taken care of, they should not um, have to, um, you know, worry about their education. I also think that they should help um, with educating, and I know that they do this. That they should help uh, with education uh, of their children as they are going to college, but they don't. They don't tell them a lot of this information. You know, you have to be very. Um, Affluent in how to work the system and knowing in how to how to, how to um, get that done. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Mm-hmm. And there, there is a gentleman, um, one of the gentlemen on um, Sirius XFM that I uh, that, that I listened to, um, uh, Mark. And I can't remember Mark's last name um, for some for some reason, but um, but he's on one of the stations, the um, stations that I listened to, and. And one of his listeners was speaking of that yesterday. There was a, a lady who had called in, and um, she was one of the people who were, um, uh, unfortunately, Trump by Trump University, and she was speaking about that. And she's one of the people that have a class action lawsuit against him with that. And her husband was uh, was killed in Iraq. And the gentleman who called uh, after uh, uh, Mark had finished his conversation with her, he was speaking about that, of um, uh, all of the uh, benefits and education, things like that, that, that she would be entitled to uh, and for her children uh, to be entitled mm-hmm. to as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, as I said, this is a wonderful country. And when we come together, you know, um, uh, uh, as I said before, the First Lady, um, Michelle Obama, and um, the Second Lady, uh, Dr. Jill Biden, they they got together and, you know, they, they had a team of individuals, so hats off to them, too, you know, that helped all in this, all in this, um, um, uh, you know, to, to end, you know, homelessness for the veterans. I mean, because it's it's just off the chain, in my view, of the homeless of, of the homeless veterans that are that are on the street, you know, and I'm sure that someone is going to take up the initiative uh, to do the same thing for the homelessness that's on the street. You know, so anyone who don't want to be homeless that's on the street, you know, um, I, I feel that you should not be homeless. Um, you know, that, that there, that there should be, uh, you know, areas and means, you know, to help you to get a good footing, um, you know, on your, you know, on your life. Okay. Now let's talk about something else. All right. And this is something that I have, I have talked about on my show, off my show about the waste of food here in America. I mean, we go to these restaurants, my listeners and Reginald, and we see that a lot of times they give you this huge piles of food and and everything, you know, and more often than not, the the uh you know, the 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 restaurant attendees don't eat it. 
you know, someone, oh, I'm going to take it home. And then, yeah, right. Are you going to really eat it? I doubt that, you know. And then they eat all, get all this food and they'll, I, maybe they'll eat it, which contributes to, you know, the obesity rate in this country as well, because they figure they have to eat everything off their plate. Well, here is an, you know, here's an article that was written by, by Impact. And it says, here's why you should pay. Now, this may grow some of you guys out there, okay? Here's why you should pay $125 to eat in a dumpster, okay? This is being reported on the Huffington Post. It says, Reginald, that a possibility now thanks to Salvage Super Club, which hosts dinners in dumpsters and makes meals from ingredients that would otherwise have ended up in a landfill. The goal of this event, you guys, is to raise awareness about food waste and to help people in need. A recent dumpster dinner in San Francisco, for for instance, cost $125 to attend, but a quarter of the profits went to nonprofit food runners. The group picks up supplies from companies and redistributes to the hungry. You know, it's like people are getting ready to throw this food out. But these people go and they, they, they're the runners. They go and get it. So now Savage Super Club makes a point of embracing ugly vegetables by, by sourcing ingredients from organizations like Imperfect Produce, a group that delivers mishappened produce to people's homes or offices. You know, like sometimes a vegetable mm-hmm. may grow a little different or whatever and people, right. oh, I'm not going to eat that, you know, but it's still good. It just grew a little different. Yeah. That's all. So it's about getting people, Reginald, to change their attitudes and behaviors around food. And by doing so, shifting our food system from one that throws away aesthetically imperfect foods to one that embraces the highly imperfect and variable nature of all living things. Okay? So my hat is off to this uh, Salvage Super Club, and it says that it has hosted more than a dozen dumpster dinners since its launch over two years ago, according to Mercury News. I think that's I think that's great because we are way too much a throwaway society. We throw away food, you know. We throw away our, our kids. We throw away the elderly. I mean, come on, let let's stop, you know. But right now we're talking about food, and I think. That this is this is a great article. You guys can go and check it out. It's on the Huffington Post, and um, uh, it, it 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 was uh, reported on today um, on the Huffington Post. So you can go there and check it out. It was written by Sarah Grossman. I want to give her credit for that. What do you think about that report, Reginald? Is that something you you would you engage in going to a dumpster dinner? I actually, I would. That's something that I would. I, that's something that I would do. I think that is so cool. Um, mm-hmm. A few months ago, I was watching the Disney Channel, and there, there was a young man, uh, like 11, 12 years old, and he was doing something similar to that. And I can't remember uh, what city uh, he he resides in. And um, you know, he would go to different restaurants, and and he made agreements for them to. Um, contribute food that they would normally uh, throw out. Like this, this, this thing's KFC, and, and someone else told me this, was, you know, when he was working at KFC when he was in college and, and high school uh, and McDonald's as well. At, at the end of the day, you know, before they close, there's a lot of food that hasn't been sold and that's, you know, there, and they will actually throw the food out. Um, this one guy who I knew, he was at college at the time, and he said, you know, he would gather, uh, his uh, manager allowed him to gather a lot of the food, you know, to take home and to take to other college students, you know, mm-hmm. to his dorm, uh, you know, where they can have more more food, you know. I mean, you know, people like to eat, and, you know, otherwise the food would go, would go to waste. Um, and so this young man, he... Um,
uh, you know, for mm-hmm. him to have to wherewithal to even think of doing something like that and then organize something like that is just awesome. And uh, is, hey, yeah, had thoughts to him. God bless him. Absolutely, and and once again. Okay, this these are things that 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 you can do. You know, you may say, "Oh, that's really good." You know, for you know that this uh, young man is doing this, the young man that you just described, Reginald. But we all can do. We don't have to do exactly what he's doing. But we, you know, as I said, we all are innately good, great people. That's it. I mean, because that's where we come from. We come from love, and um. So I I I hope that everybody that is uh, listening to me that this you know that this program sparks you into, you know, uplifting your thoughts, your minds and doing, you know, getting out there doing something great and don't be all bogged down with all of this, you know, craziness that's going on in our world. Okay. Now I came across an article Reginald, but this one was, this one is 10 years old and I'm just wondering how many of you guys out there are, are familiar with this. And even you Reginald, it says that Volvo pledges lifetime of cars to a U.S. doctor serving orphans and mothers in Ethiopia. Isn't that great? Now it says, now this is being, this was reported by the Good News Network the 15th of April in 2006. As I said, it's a 10 year old article, but it says this is a lifetime. All right. So now the fourth annual Volvo for Life Awards were announced and, and the 2006 grand prize winner is Dr. Injida Asfal of Pontiac, Michigan. Dr. Asbao is a medical doctor who has galvanized over 550 medical and non-health professionals in the U.S. and Canada to give their time and talents to address the profound health care crisis in Ethiopia. With donations of money and time, he founded the nonprofit Ethiopian North American Health Professionals Association. His prize award on April 12th is a new car from Volvo for the rest of his life. One hundred semifinalists, Reginald, were also chosen for more than 4,000 nom- nominations. And he said this is a humble man, but he is a brilliant surgeon. And Dr. Asfal has led volunteers from the health professions into Ethiopia on semi-annual medical missions since 1999. That is great news. Okay, as I said, this article is 10 years old. Uh, this gentleman may not uh, be flying back and forth over to Ethiopia. However, he was doing this. He, you know, um, started this, you know, back in 1999. What is that? 17 years ago. And uh, and um, then come up on 2006, he was given this award by Volvo that he would get a, a brand new car, um, you know, for the rest of his life as he, uh, you know, put his efforts, his time, his love and care into helping someone else that is not like in his neighborhood where he would have to fly. And then he organized 550 more medical um, health professionals to help him, Reginald, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's good. And um, it shows that if we look around, we can always do something. Uh, as you were saying, it doesn't have to be, Anything as large as Volvo, but I'm, I'm glad that they did that. You know, big organizations are able to do those kind of things, and I wish more of them of them would, and I encourage more of them to do that. Um, mm-hmm. There's things that 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 we can do on a smaller scale, but have a large impact on that person's life. Um, exactly. The other couple of weeks ago, I was leaving uh, the Walmart over here by my house in, in Chandler, and uh, I've seen this gentleman uh, before, had the sign, and, you know, said he's a, a, a homeless veteran. And, you know, again, my heart goes out to anyone that's homeless, let alone veterans. And, and so as I was leaving, um, I pulled over and I, you know, gave him, gave him a couple of dollars. Um, and, and that, and, and, you know, people, when you do something like that, it, it just made me feel so good to know mm-hmm. that. You know, I, I'm able to help this other human being, you know, allow him to get a, a, a meal uh, for himself or his family or, or, or whatever, just to brighten his day. So when we do something good, it, 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 it's good for our soul as well. And so mm-hmm. 
totally believe in, in the saying that it's better to give than to receive. Receive, so exactly. We can, we can all do our do our part. You know, just 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 look around. There's there's something that we can do. Exactly. Now I have about. I got. I'm running out of time here as usual. It goes by fast, doesn't it, brother? It's wow. Now I, I yeah. I just want to bring um uh you and my listeners up to snuff on on something. And this was um uh, an article from the Courthouse News Service. Um, it was it was released on the 22nd of July, and it says um, uh, this is a, in regards to the Sandra Bland death case. And it says a federal judge has ordered mediation for a lawsuit filed by the mother of Sandra Bland, the black woman whose death in Texas jail uh, cell last summer incited months of protests. OK, the mediation order in Bland's case came a week after the first anniversary of her of her death. The dash cam in, in, in Cena's patrol car, that was the officer, filmed the encounter, which has been viewed more than 1.5 million times on YouTube. And the jail is in the county um, seat Hempstead as, you know, an hour northwest of Houston. Now, the one um, count indictment states that Encina attested under oath in an arrest report that he had Sandra Bland exit the vehicle to further conduct a safe traffic investigation. Such false statement being false in that Encina removed Sandra Bland from her vehicle because he was angry that she would not put out her cigarette. The next hearing in this uh, criminal case, you guys, if you follow you who are keeping up on this, is October 11th. And he faces up to a year in jail and a $4,000 fine if convicted of the Class A misdemeanor. So I just wanted to bring you guys, um, you know, uh, up on that. And, you know, I want to say that, you know, time goes by so fast. I need a two hour show, I think, brother. Um, the conversation was good. I hope that, um, you all enjoyed it. I enjoyed having my guest on, Rachel C. Campbell, the world's best mental, um, health therapist. And, uh, as always, we always have good conversations, don't we, brother? We do. We do. And that's, it's a healthy thing. And, uh, you know, I just want to say, uh, you know, everyone in, enjoy your day. Um, bless somebody. Hug your children. Hug your your wife. Hug your hug your hug your boss. You know, hug. Uh, say hello to those people that you normally don't say hello to. Uh, hug your brother. Hug your sister. Hug your dog. You know, just and and walk. Have, you know, have a have a smile on your face because regardless of what's going on. Just remember, our good Lord and Savior, God, he's in control. Absolutely. And, and as I said, this is a great time to be living. There are so many wonderful and exciting things that are happening in our beautiful world listening. Listeners, in spite of the myriad of reports of doom and gloom, for example, you have been blessed to get up this day and complete the un- uncompleted items that you did not do the day before. I invite you to take a deep breath and look at the beautiful mountains and the and the wonderful skies and the beautiful clouds. I ask you to go out and have a great day. Love is in the air. Take it in. This is Teresa E. Keeves. I will be talking to you in two weeks.